Hello everybody and welcome to our eighth episode. Now before I begin, I'd like to apologise for the lateness of this podcast uh, due to a family bereavement. So I've been away for the last little while attending to that. Now before I begin, I'm going to share with you a little piece of music.
In an earlier episode, I spoke about, or maybe I just made mention to, about toxic relationships. And I think it might have been part of another episode or another subject. But I received an email during the week which asked me if I would elaborate a little bit on toxic relationships. So here we go. And thank you, Stephen, for asking the question. Now, before I begin this subject, let me explain that it is a complicated subject in an overall understanding. So forgive me if I skip over some aspects, because I want to give you as much information as I can so that you can have some sense of the subject and that you might actually open up a conversation with your own social groups or peer groups. You might even go and research it for yourself if it touches a little nerve. So let's begin with a little explanation about what a toxic relationship actually is. Now, in simple terms, it is any relationship which is deemed unsupportive or where you feel attacked. It is when you are feeling threatened in any way, whether that is emotionally, physically or spiritually. And at its very core basis is where you feel continually negative rather than positive. Actually, the description itself says it all really, doesn't it? So here's a question to ask yourself. And if you're in a relationship, how healthy is my relationship? How do I know the signs of an unhealthy relationship? Is there a long-term impact to having a negative or toxic relationship? Of course, the answer is yes. It will have an impact because you have to change if you want to stay in that relationship. The problem with changing to be in that kind of relationship is that the change will always be a negative one for you. Sadly, some of the long-term effects of remaining in a dysfunctional and unhealthy and toxic relationship will include an erosion of your sense of your worth. And you will wake up some morning to find that the only thing that you did is what this other person in the relationship has given you to do because you will start to see yourself through their eyes. You will start to blame yourself and feel guilty and use that as a reason why this other person behaves the way they behave, because it's your fault. One of the other effects is, really, we find it difficult to accept genuine care and love from other people after a while, because you've become suspicious of the genuineness, especially around those who you relate to. And sadly, this is a cause of a lot of relationships falling apart especially good relationships. In other words, if I cannot be myself in a relationship and be accepted as the person that I am, with a few tweaks here and there, then what's the point of that relationship? Now, of course, we are all going to change when we enter into new relationships. That goes without saying. But I shouldn't lose the essence of who I am. In other words, if I was a fun-loving person when I met you, then I should still be a fun-loving person. But I might do it slightly differently, or maybe think slightly differently. But I'm still a beautiful, fun-loving person. Now, the problem with the progression of change is that it can cause some passive participancy in an unhealthy relationship. In other words, I've become accepting, and I'll integrate the conditional love that your bad behaviour or bad thought around me, I will actually take that on. And because of that, and if it's ongoing, then I'm going to expect it from everybody else around me. So why would I trust anybody else, especially anybody who shows me genuine love or care? And apart from struggling with the acceptance of genuine love and care, I would find it very difficult to accept being worthy of it. 
I would find it difficult to be worthy of any sort of love and acceptance because my very essence has been reduced to ash, for want of a better word, and it no longer exists, or at least it's not that it doesn't exist, but I don't have enough self-worth to actually give it confidence. And I will have lost so much of my self-worth that I don't even notice that there's anything left for me. And remember, the longer an unhealthy or toxic relationship goes on, the more I will find it difficult to disengage from it and into a trusting and healthy relationship. Okay, so some symptoms that you might look for when you are looking at or assessing what sort of relationship you might have. One, ask yourself if you're afraid of this other person. Two, do I feel controlled or unable to express my true feelings or thoughts? Three, when this person leaves my presence, am I delighted or am I glad and I can breathe a sigh of relief? Number four, am I happy in this relationship or am I unhappy? And if I'm unhappy, why am I still in it? Number five. Does this other person in this relationship make me feel small or inadequate or belittle me in public or even in private? Number six. Have I been hurt through arguments or disagreements that are still not healed? Now, with those six pointers, if you've answered yes to a few of them, or any of them, then you need to look at your relationship. And I don't need to say any more, because although these are only symptoms indicating that you might be in the mood for making a change, or you might be in the mood for thinking about making a change in that relationship. If you've answered yes to a few of these, or even one of them, then it's time to evaluate the benefits of this relationship. Your well-being is your responsibility. Your emotional enabling is your responsibility, not somebody else's. Remember that no matter how many times people love us, they can't change who we are unless we let them, be that good or bad, be it negative or positive. No one else will ever undertake our change except ourselves. Now, I must point out here that after I saying all that, we have all had days when our partner has been a bollocks or a shit stirrer or they've belittled us in public now i'm not talking about those days i'm not talking about somebody having a bad day and you know being hurt through an argument or a disagreement i'm talking about something that is ongoing we have all hurt our partners we can hurt the people in our relationships when we feel like it so don't think you're the only one that's going to be hurt you can also be the person who is doing the hurt So I'm not talking about having a bad day. I'm talking about ongoing behaviour. Here's another point of fact. Did you know that the overall quality of any social relationship will be a strong indicator of your mental health? Because toxic people and toxic relationships would take a massive toll on your health because they leave you feeling emotionally drained. And remember that in a toxic relationship or when you're with toxic people, negativity will dominate. And because of that, negativity will make you carry the weight of the emotional shame or abuse or neglect or low self-esteem. And the most important thing to remember is that in any toxic relationship, they will leave you isolated from any other kind of good, positive support. Because if you're in this type of relationship, you will not have a positive understanding of what a healthy boundary looks like. 
you won't self-care because you would be constantly in the wrong mode. Your health problems will also build up because you're keeping your emotions inside, in your heart, and these will fester. In fact, this can go so far as you can become the toxic friend and pass it on to other people without you even realising it. So what causes toxicity in relationships? There are so many things that can contribute to a toxic relationship. And these, of course, can include personality disorders or mental health issues. But you can also have, for example, children who might grow up with parents who are toxic towards each other. This will have a huge impact on even the healthiest child in a negative way. And those with undiagnosed personality disorders. And those people who are in these relationships may often feel that they deserve the abuse or that they deserve the neglect or that they deserve the cruel behaviour. And their already low self-esteem will get worse. There may be attachment problems. If you want change, then change can only happen when you start to believe you actually deserve to be treated better. Sometimes the only way for you to be in a positive way is to leave that relationship or at least to remove that toxic person from your life. And sometimes this can be very difficult, especially if that person is your partner or your sibling or your parent or somebody that you care about. One of Stephen's questions this week was, can this type of bad relationship have an effect on mental health illness or does it cause it? Well, now that's like the chicken or the egg syndrome. It can decrease your mental health sustainability, but I don't believe it causes it. But it can certainly take a toll on your mental health. Because if you're constantly feeling down and emotionally drained, then of course it's going to have an effect on your mental health. When you're surrounded by negativity, you're going to have shame. You're, you're going to have lots of this type of thing. And when it comes from somebody who is supposed to make you feel safe and secure, then it's going to have an effect on you. But again, the question is, can a bad relationship or a toxic relationship cause mental health issues? Think about it. If you have a constant drama in a relationship, will it be calm? Not a chance in hell. The sense of isolation will be bad in itself. So of course it's going to lead to depression, anxiety, sleep problems and many other things. But I have also said that those who are predisposed to mental health issues can become worse. Because when they start to become isolated due to depression or anxiety or sleep problems, it's going to lower your ability to help yourself. And then that leads on to low self-esteem, unhealthy boundaries, neglect of self-care, neglect of your physical health. So it is going to have an effect on your mental health. People with mental health illness, it may take a worse toll on them. And although I personally do not believe it causes mental health issues, it can certainly create an environment where if you're predisposed to mental health issues, then it's sure as hell not going to help. So what to do? Step away. Now, when I talk about stepping away, that may not necessarily be stepping away from the person. It might be stepping away from the situation. In other words, you're stepping away from the negativity or the hurtful behaviour in order for you to remain yourself, to care for yourself and your mental health, maybe even your physical health. By stepping away, you may be able to change the dynamic of the relationship and begin to set proper positive boundaries in order for both parties to have a good positive relationship. I would suggest that you or both parties try one of the following. And if one of them doesn't work, 
Move on to the next one. Number one, try to talk to one another. Try communicating your needs and your feelings. In this way, the other person will understand how their actions or their words are affecting you. Number two, try acknowledging what the problem is. Try discussing what do you understand or see as the problem and then decide what change, if any, should happen in order that all needs of each person are met. Number three, limit your interactions. If you need to talk or interact with this person, but then it makes you unhappy or frustrated or irritated or sad or angry or whatever it is, walk away. Take that person out of your life or set limits for how much time you're going to see them or talk to them. Number four, it is important for you to reevaluate your relationship. Sit down with yourself and have a look at the pros and cons of the relationship. See if it's actually worth maintaining. For example, if the person is causing damage to your well-being, then you're going to have to be realistic about whether or not they should be part of your life. Five, and the most important one for me is this. Learn to stand up for yourself in a non-confrontational way. Take control of the situation. If you start noticing a pattern of negative or harmful behaviour, make a choice. But communicate this to the other person. Because by doing this, you're standing up for yourself and you are gaining a higher level of esteem for yourself. That you're saying, I'm worth something in this relationship. When will you know it's time to move on from a toxic relationship or a toxic person? Well, if you've tried to set boundaries, now I'm talking about healthy boundaries, and they've not accepted them or keep trying to bring them down or change them in some way, then it may be time to move on. It may be time to say, do you know something? I hope your life gives you what you need, but it's not going to be with me. Have a nice life. Bye bye. And if you don't want to say anything of like that, you can just let the relationship fade gradually, lowering the communication time, maybe not answering every phone call from them, maybe not answering every text and just letting it fall away. Or you can tell them directly that you're ending the relationship and try to explain why. Now, if you do it this way, be prepared for an angry outburst or a begging or a pleading. One thing I would strongly suggest would be that if you feel unsafe or threatened in any way, discontinue communication now. You don't have to explain why. And if they come looking for a reason, you can decide whether or not you are going to give them time to communicate. Never say in a relationship that makes you less than who you are from the authentic you. Remember, if you choose to end a relationship, even an unhealthy one or a toxic one, it is not going to be easy because emotions will be attached. So maybe having some support system in place around you can benefit this procedure. And finally, if you're determining if a relationship is toxic, look at what behaviours are being displayed most frequently in that relationship. So for example, if one or both of you are constantly selfish, or negative, or disrespectful, or abusive, or distrustful, or you're creating the toxicity in the relationship yourself. But if you're mostly encouraging, compassionate, respectful, honest, trustworthy, then there might be just certain issues that can create toxicity, and they need to be addressed. So it's important to recognise the signs of toxicity, whether it's in you, or whether it's in the other person. And remember, it's not always about the other person in the toxic relationship. It might be coming from you. It might be coming from the way you behave or the way you try to control other people. 
So remember, always look at both sides of a relationship, not just one side. Look at your own side within that relationship. Are you helping or are you contributing to the toxicity of that relationship? And if so, you need to have a little word with yourself and maybe get some help to deal with it. A few words to look at from a toxic behavioural point of view. Insecure, jealous, negative, self-centred, selfish, critical, demeaning, distrusting, abusive and disrespectful. A few words on a healthy behaviour structure. Secure, loving, positive, giving, selfless, encouraging, uplifting, trustworthy, compassionate, respectful. Remember, if you're starting to look at your relationships and whether or not they're toxic and you begin to question it, always ask yourself first, which one am I? And just a final thank you to everybody who has sent their best wishes for me and their kind words over the last couple of weeks. I really appreciated it. So my friends, stay well, stay safe. Namaste. You can be all you can be. Life's your canvas, sketch your dream. You can be all you can be. Make no compromise. No, no, me. There'll be times when you must change. Circumstance will be as such that to remain would hollow out all the riches from your
Your canvas sketch 